going to turn to the book of Genesis. Thank you, apostles and prophets that just spoke to us a while ago. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody says, they are the future. They are the future. Hallelujah. That's all God needs in the city. And he can turn upside down. I said, he can. He can. Praise God. Boy, Samuel did. Didn't he? Praise God. Praise God. 12-year-old boy Jesus could find those lawyers and doctors and whatever. I believe God can repeat the performance. Amen. Chapter 15 of the book of Genesis. Praise God. And verse 13, and God said unto Abram, or Abram, know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that's not theirs, and shall serve them, and shall, and they shall afflict them 400 years. That's a long time to go through a trial. <clears throat> and that nation whom they shall serve will I judge and afterward they shall come out with great substance with great substance let us pray together Lord Jesus we need a helping hand as our God from our God. Bless the service. I want you to help us right now. In the name of Jesus. Bless what I got to say. Get behind the message God. Blow on it. Send fire. Send rain. Send blessings. We're going to leave here. Fulfilled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's leave your God with great substance in Jesus' name. You may be seated. I want to dedicate this to the unknown saint. To the unknown saint. I'm dedicating this to the unknown saint. Every country has a monument built to the unknown soldier. To whom they accredit their legacy to. I could never understand. I was so naive. I couldn't figure out who this unknown soldier happened to be. And how come every country have an unknown soldier? But they said there is an unknown soldier. The whole country looked to that one monument, not with pity, but with pride. They proclaim their heritage and their pedigree. They say this one soldier is the reason why we are free, why we're still in existence. Canada has one. United States has one. Germany has one. China has one. Every country, it will attribute their legacy to some unknown 
soldier. And when they go there, they do not go there with pity. Amen. But they go with pride. And they will lay a wreath there. And they'll walk away at a pump at a ceremony. And nobody knows the name of that individual. But the country have their pride in that monument. And I believe among us there are unknown soldiers. And my title came from I was praying for the unknown soldier. While I was praying and talking to God about affliction and talking to God about war and struggles and hardship and trials and tribulation and pain and sorrow. God said after the affliction there will come liberty. After liberty they are going to come out of their situation with great substance. And all week I've been plagued. Said God, when do you want me to talk about it? He said, I want to reserve that only for the call and the chosen and the faithful. Because that is where the unknown soldier is. I was thinking also tonight about the caterpillar. Amen. Who have got many legs and very slow. He's very slow. But I'm going to tell you, don't be quick and be rash with your mouth. He won't always be on all those fours and those legs. He won't always be crawling. There's coming a day he's going to rise above the ground. If you hang on, honey, you're going to see a change come. He will not always be on the ground. He's going to look up one day and get off these many little slow legs and crawl out of here. It may look rough at times, uh, but I warn you, do not feel sorry for a caterpillar. God said, Abraham, you're a man of promise. You got a lot of pledges made to you. But there are times when you're going to have affliction. Affliction. And even feel that like you're in servitude. But he did not stop there. He said, at some point, I will get involved. I will get involved in your affliction. And I will afflict those who afflicted you. Hallelujah. And afterward, I'll come. And you're going to come out of your situation better than you went in. Hallelujah. You're going to come out of this with great substance. Don't let the 400 years bother you. Your longevity with great substance will be more lasting than the time in the affliction. I'm going to tell somebody here, you are the unknown soldier that is among us. You've gone through trials. You've gone through tribulation. You've gone through hardship. You wrestled, you've been tussled, you've been knocked down, you've been pushed down, but there's coming a time when God will step in and say, the battle is not yours any longer. It is mine. Let me fight this battle. I'm going to afflict those who afflict you. 
I'm talking to the unknown soldier that's among us. Amen. You got a legacy coming? I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to bring you out. You won't always be the underdog. You'll be the top dog, my friend. You're going to bounce back. You're going to come back out of this thing better than you went into it. You're going to have great substance. Oh, hallelujah. Somewhere in this building, this is dedicated to somebody. They can't sing it right while a beautiful while ago put back on the board. Look what song they chose. I was thinking God blessing me left for a center with kids. First Zachary prophesied. These young men came and confirmed the word. Now these young kids got up and said, if there be no enemy, there'll be no fight. If there be no fight, there'll be no victory. If there be no victory, then there'll be no crown. Kids, you don't know what you just said. You stir up this preacher. You're right on course. God was singing right to you. The angel was singing to you. You're right on target. I'm talking to the saint that is an unknown soldier. You are here. But God said when you come out of this situation, you are going to have great substance. Put this back on somebody. I lost it. Amen. This box is gone. Put it back on. Hello. Who is that person? So I'm praying for them. And I know they're going through hard times. I know they've got trials. And I know they've got tribulation. There are times when pastors feel helpless. He knows the problem. But he has no personal solution. But he can turn to God and become an intercessor. And the word of God came back to me and said, Tell them I say, the blessing is in the struggle. Don't give up the struggle. There is a blessing in your struggle. That struggle is not for naught. God said, Don't you forget the caterpillar. He said, that person don't need your pity, pastor. All they need is your praise and your prayer. Because I got, oh hallelujah, I got great plans to bring them out. I'm going to deliver them from their afflictors. I'm going to take them out from their adversary. I'm going to bring them out with great substance. So don't feel pity for them. Because the blessing is in the sacrifice. The blessing is in the struggle. Just tell them keep on keeping on. But when I get involved, it will be the end. And you're going to come out with great substance. Let's praise God right now. Somewhere there's a saint in this church. God have you on the radar. He said, Abraham, Abraham, 400 years. Notice he put a time limit on how long you're going to suffer affliction. But no time on how long the deliverance is going to last and the substance. That means it has beginning but no ending. So help me God as there is a God in heaven somebody here after you suffer a while he shall receive 
the promise. If you faint not, your struggle must come to an end. Your afflictor must one day hang up his whip. The I'm trying to tell you, honey, your back won't be available anymore. The caterpillar said, don't you feel sorry for me. I won't always be down here. One of these days I'll be up there. Ah, come on now. And when he goes in that cocoon, don't you give him no help because he's coming up. He's getting out. It may look like he's down and out, but my friend, no, I'm coming out. I'm planning to get up. I'm going to have a resurrection around here. There's coming a time I'm going to rise above my storm, rise above my problem, rise above the situation. There's coming a time I'm going to be released from my crisis. Come on, unknown soldier. It's time to celebrate you. God said, look, you tell my heroes in that the blessing is in the struggle. Before God blessed Abraham, there was a horror of darkness that hit him. And all the vultures came to eat up what he contributed to God. But he took his whip and they're going to fan it off and fan it off tonight defend your position defend your position you tell the vultures you're not landing here I'm going to stay up all night and keep you from landing you may have intention of coming down but you're not going to land here. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep watching until the lamp come. And when the fire come, I will be shouting. Oh, come on, somebody. There's an unknown soldier here. God said, I see your trials. I know your tears. I know where you are. But I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to bring you out. He said, when I get involved, it will come to an end. And you're coming out of this with great substance. Who would have believed that Job would have emerged the way he did? Job looked pathetic. Job looked horrified, horrible. But God knew at some point he was going to get involved. And Job came out of his struggle with great substance. Honey, I can see by the eyes of faith. I can see the day when you drop the gate and says enough is enough. I am not going to go through this anymore because God has showed up. Job says, I know he's alive. Even though I can't see him now, I know he's alive. And when he comes, I'll see him for myself. And he did see him for himself. And he did got blessed. God put an end to all of Job's adversary. Including Satan. And God said, look, you're going to come out with great substance. Now, church, 
Why would God tell Abraham this? Because you see, what God promised Abraham, he also promised Eve. He says, Eve, Eve, you're going to have sorrow bringing kids because of that beast. Then the fear with your life. Hello. But he said, one of these days, you're going to bruise his head. One of these days, they're going to empower you to step on his head. That one that beat you, you're going to stomp him. If there's a time you can stomp your crisis tonight, it's tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Stomp your crisis. And my question to you, why would God tell Eve this? Now, every mother in this church that knows when you're giving birth for nine months is the most uncomfortable time in your life. Hello. Somebody took over your body. And you're just re reacting to it. There's not much you can do. Amen. And then time comes to give birth. It's, it's a struggle. Right, amen. amen. I've had the rare opportunity to see films on women screaming. Their heads are pulling their hair out. They're tearing her out. They don't even see this. they got ten fingers. <laughs> pulling their hair out. And screaming like the house is on fire. Giving birth to that beautiful kid. But honey, when the struggle is over, the laughter comes. And I want to tell you tonight, you may be in travail. You may be in travail, but your laughing moment is coming. I'm telling you somebody, God said your blessing is in the struggle. Every doctor knows once it's over, it's not a sickness. It's just a blessing in disguise. Every one of us was a struggle to come out. And God said, look, Abraham, your people are going to have deliverance. Hello, the serpent struggled with Eve and bit her on her heel. But God said, going to bruise the serpent head. You know, somebody told the story about the caterpillar, that the caterpillar even became a cocoon, whatever it was, and, and they saw, they saw it in a struggle. They tell the story, and it's really true. It happened because when the butterfly was coming out of that thing, after several days of, you know, hibernation, whatever, in that stuff, they saw the thing struggling, trying to get out. I'm telling you, honey, you're sure not in purgatory. You're not in purgatory, but you're in a spiritual cocoon. Hello, somebody. And somebody took a little knife and split that thing to help the butterfly to come out. The butterfly came out, but it couldn't fly. It could not fly because they had lost their cleansing. They lost what should have happened in the struggle. In the struggle. And so they realized the struggle was not meant to destroy. It was meant to empower you. God is going to choose you in the furnace of affliction. I'm trying to tell somebody, but amen, you don't go through that for naught. God said, they're coming out 
with great substance. That butterfly could not fly anymore. Because somebody tried to put pity. And God said, Pastor, that hero in that church does not need your pity. They just need to be praised. Because I am going to get involved in that struggle. And I am going to bring them out from the whiplash and give them great substance. You notice great, great, and I say great, it means great. And substance means undefined. But good days are coming. I'm trying to tell somebody here. There's an unknown soldier out here. Amen. Your days is coming to be celebrated. Abraham had to struggle for a while in Ur of the Chaldees. He struggled with Lot. But when he lost Lot, the Bible said God showed him the heavens. When you finish your fight, God got a heaven to show you. I said, when, when the veil is removed, you're going to realize, well, I went through all what I went through. The blessing was in the struggle. After Lot left, God showed up. When the king of Sodom left, Melchizedek showed up. When your taskmaster is gone, the blessing is going to show up. I'm trying to tell somebody here, can you hang in there? You don't need pity. Don't ask for pity. Go on about praising God. When Ishmael left, the Bible said God gave a double portion to Isaac. Hallelujah. Tell your taskmaster, you won't have me forever to beat on. There's coming a day when it's going to stop. And when it stopped, because God got involved. Let's praise Jesus. Abraham, your family went have a struggle. But when it's all over, the substance is going to be greater than the problems. And that's what keep me going. That's what keep me glowing for God. That's what keep me walking with God. Knowing that at the end... There ain't no train coming down when I see the light. Ain't no train. It's a brand new day. Ah, oh, come on, church. Ain't no train in my track. Come on, somebody. It's a light that comes and says it's time to get your blessing. You can't forever be in the situation you're in. So help me, God. It must come to an end. Isaac was born. Hallelujah. He was born in the time of struggle. Hagar was struggling with Sarah. Sarah looked like she lost the battle. Hagar looked like she won. Abraham was wrestling, not knowing what to do. He was confused. And Sarah, too, was confused. And then God got involved. Hallelujah. And when Agar went out, amen, and Ishmael went out, the Bible said the road was clear for Abraham to conceive by his wife called, amen, Sarai. And Isaac was born. I'm going to tell you, honey, when God cleared the path, 
No more thorns going to grow up in your side. No more thistles. No more whiplash. I'm trying to tell you what is in your life won't be there forever to torment you. It won't be there forever to jeer you and mock you because Ishmael is going. Hagar is going. But Isaac is coming. I'm trying to tell somebody here the struggle. It was worth it. But I want to tell you, Sarah really appreciated the fact that Hagar was there afterwards. Hello. If it wasn't for Hagar, Sarah would have been content to be barren. Hello. I don't think you heard me. You may want to argue all you want to, but God knew why he allowed that furnace of affliction to happen to Israel. It was a cleansing to make them worthy of the substance he was going to give to them. And though you can't see, and though you don't understand, God is saying, you don't need pity. Just keep on praying. Hallelujah. One of these days, a memorial will be built to you. Hallelujah. And you won't be unknown. We're all going to know who you are. Because you're going to leave this thing hanging the blessings on you. I mean, left, right, center, blessings all over. We're going to know where you have been, what you've been through. I'm going to tell you, church, when Isaac was born, God gave him everything. But look, even though Isaac was blessed, he had to struggle with the Philistines. Hello? How many times did he struggle? Lots of time. God is going to bless you. That's why you're in the struggle. Oh, come on, somebody. Let's praise him right now. Isaac is going to struggle with the Philistines and the king of Gerar come against him. Everything he did, it was torn down. It seemed like you can never do anything right. Some of you right here feel that way. Everything you touch just turned wrong. It seemed like you can't do anything right. You can't say nothing right. Everything you did is just turning bad on you. You feel so inferior. You feel like you're no good. Amen. You feel like you're worthless, hopeless, helpless, powerless. Uh, everything you touch, that's how Isaac felt. Uh, everything he built, that they, they stopped it. And they stopped it. I mean, the, the spoilers are always on him. But God said, let me get involved now, friend. And this time, they're not going to stop your blessing. Hallelujah. 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 You read the chapter. Amen. And you see that God brought him out with great substance, and they envied him. Your blessing is in your struggle. Don't despise the struggle. Let's worship God again. If Lot had stayed with Abraham, he wouldn't have seen the blessing of the stars of heaven and the sand on the seashore. But when Lot left Abraham and went down to Sodom, God said, now, come on, boy. Let me show you something here. Because Lot means the veil. It was a struggle that separated Lot from Abraham. And the blessing was in the struggle. The struggle released him 
for the blessings of God. I'm telling you, my friend, you're not going to be qualified by PhD to get God prosperity and success and God's blessing. You're going to be qualified by the furnace of affliction. And then when you come through affliction, you're going to find God affection. He's waiting for those in the affliction. And when God brings you out of your affliction and give you his affection, honey, he give you all that he promised you. Because God said, you're going to come out of this with great substance. Hallelujah. Wherever there's a struggle, you watch out, there's a blessing coming. Amen. And so he got married. Isaac got married. And the Bible said, while he got married, his wife had no kids. She went to her husband and she cried to him. And it looked like he got frustrated. So he went to God. He said, God, I want my wife to get off my back. Give her a kid, please. Please, just to shut her up. She's going to wear me out. I'm running out of stuff. Let something connect. And make sure you bring forth. Hello. All you genetic expert, you know what I'm talking about? He's running out of testosterone. He's emptied. He said, oh, God, help me out here. And God said, all right. Bang. And God gave him a twin. And in that twin... You know what happened, folks? The Bible said that while the twins were in the womb of Rebecca, there was a struggle that was going on. But church, if that struggle did not take place, there is no way the promise to Abraham would ever become real. Abraham is not the promise. He's the beginning of the promise. The conduit. But Isaac was going to have the promise locked into him, but not without a struggle. I want to tell you, sins of God, if we get to heaven, it's going to be through the lane called tribulation. You enter in. And here's Isaac, wife. Honey, if this is of God, why am I so frustrated? Well, if my marriage is of God, why do we have problems? If Christianity is so right, why am I always tempted? If Christianity is so good, why do everything I touch, touch become gold? If Christianity is so great, why every time I pray, my prayers not just bang, bang, bang answer. Hello, honey. The blessing is in the struggle. You guys are not connected. But there's somebody here to whom I'm dedicating this to. And if nobody's get it, you better get it, my friend. Because your struggle is not over yet. But it will come to date. I want to tell you, God put a date on your struggle. I can see in the Holy Ghost right now, there's a date, a time, a year, a month, when God going to say, this is it. You've, you, you've reached. Your cup is full. Come on now. There's no more of this stuff going on. I'm going to get involved now. You've you, you used up all the time. Hey, come on, somebody. It's time for a change of menu. Hey, God has an itinerary on your life. Can you believe it? It's called the fullness of time. When the fullness of time.
come when the season of your life has come there's a season in your life when God take away the winter and take away the drought and give you harvest weather he got masanda where you can have a whole lot of substance I'm trying to tell somebody here God sees you as a hero Lord, why the struggle inside our body was a struggle between good and evil? Hello? She says, Sir, ma'am, God said two nations are in you. I want to tell you, right, every one of you right now, you have two opinions in your life. And you're struggling between those two opinions. One is to quit and one is to stand firm. One is to throw in the towel and one is to no, no, fight back. One is to give up and one is to hang on. Hang on, let go. Hang on, let go. Give up, no, hold on. And you don't know which one to hold on. They're struggling. It's going on right now in your spirit. The flesh and the spirit, they're struggling. They're inside of you. But honey, don't despise the struggle. It's going to be worth it all. Just make sure that the winner is the one with the substance that you're going to take home. Hallelujah. It's a woman. You pray and I gave you what you asked for. But I didn't tell you. A struggle come with it. The reason why Israel could not possess the promised land. She realized the promise was there. But she didn't know the struggle would be there too. When she learned about the giants, she lost interest. <laughs> Hello? And when she gave birth, the Bible says, Jacob, grab a hold of Esau. Esau means Edom, the flesh. And said, so let me be first from the womb. Jacob desired to be the first. Lord, you got desire to live for God and look like it's not coming to pass. You will come to pass. God promise you, I'll work upon the good desire. Stay with the struggle. You haven't lost the battle. The devil convinced some of you because of your struggle that you've lost the battle. Not a lie. If he had it, it'd be no struggle. The struggle to mean you're still in the fight. The struggle means you're not knocked down. The struggle means you're still in the arena. You're still in the ring. You're not knocked out. You're in trouble when you stop fighting. But oh God, you're strong. It means you're still in the fight. Honey, you're going to win the crown. Oh, come on, church. The devil hate this message because somewhere there's somebody. God's trying to tell you, loosen up. Come on, man. Realize you're still in the fight. You're still in the fight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The tenth round hasn't come yet. But it's coming. Hello, somebody. This is no TKO fighting. You're going to knock the thing right out for good. Amen. And you know who born first? Esau. Esau overpowered Jacob and came out first. And so Jacob came last. So the birthright ended up in the lap of Esau. But God never wanted Esau to have it. Because he prophesied before they were born that the elder shall serve the younger. 
And God have it that you be the taskmaster and not the slave. He come by Satan. God want you to be the head and not the tail. God don't want you dependent. He wants you independent. Come on, somebody. He don't want you to be a sucker. Come on, somebody. He wants you to be a winner. Hallelujah. And the struggle will bring the victory to you. You can win. Yes, you can. Yes, you will. And when you've done so, you're going to have a great substance. Hallelujah. And so they're born. And they grew up. And there's a division of the house. And here is Esau. Nice, big, fat hunter. Shoot deers and all that. Little Jacob, domesticated boy. Stay home with mama. Hallelujah. Stay home with mama. And you know the story? Esau came one day and tried to sell his birthright. And the brother said, I'll take it off you. I'll take it. You see, you know what you got. But your adversary don't know what you have. You got dreams. But if you allow it, your adversary will rob your dreams. They'll rob every vision you have. Esau don't care one hoot about eternal things. Esau is of the flesh. Esau operate in the flesh. And you operate in the spirit. And there's a war between the spirit and the flesh. Between the old man and the new man. But the struggle is worth it. It is worth it. Come on, somebody. Every one of us got in us Jacob and Esau. But I hope Jacob wins. I hope Jacob wins. Don't let Esau win. Because Esau is a fornicator, a profane person. But not Jacob. Amen. And the Bible said he sold his birthright. As if it was nothing. Hey, church, what you have. Soldier, wherever you are, in this church tonight, there's something that keeps you going in spite of the pain, in spite of the burden and the heartaches, in spite of the heavy load that you carry, in spite of all the scars that you have to show that you've been bruised and abused and misused and confused, yet you're hanging on because you know the value of your birthright. And you don't want this. You say, give me liberty or death. But I will not give this up under no duress. I'm talking to somebody here tonight. There's a reason for your madness. Amen. You're not going to throw in the towel. You're going to stay in the fight. You're going to stay. You don't need pity. What you need is prayer. Amen. Keep on praying in the struggle. Don't go for pity. It will destroy you. Amen. With sentimentality nonsense. What you need is the Holy Ghost anointing that will break the yoke. Come on, somebody. What you need tonight is to realize at the end of the tunnel, there's substance waiting for me. Hallelujah. Come on, there's somebody I'm talking to tonight. I've been praying for you. And God said, they don't need your pity, Pastor. Just pray for them or praise them. I got blessing at the end of their struggle for them. Afflicted, yes. 
but not disaffected from God. Paul says, and none of these things move me, nor count I my life dear, that I will separate myself from my future in Christ. Hallelujah. And the Bible said, when Jacob did the right thing, which people accused him of, the birthright was his, not Esau. And he rightfully got it, even though he tricked his brother, because the brother was a crook, he was a turncoat on him. Amen. And he had to leave his home. And the life of Jacob is a life of continual conflict. I said, here, some said, Pastor, you're talking about me. Everything I touch is a problem. Everything I say is a problem. Everything I do is a problem. I can't do nothing right. Everything is going wrong. Everywhere I turn, I feel like I'm calamity Jane. I feel like I'm an action about to take place. But God said, hang in there, honey. I'm looking at you. I'm watching you. Come on. You are a soldier in battle. Come on, my friend. I'm looking. And so Jacob had to leave his house. He's running for his life. And while he's running, amen, what do you know, church? He ran right into Laban's nest. I run from one calamity to another. Do you feel that way? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, nag, 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 nag. I'm in the eternal nag room. Nag, 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 nag. I did come a song. Nag, 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 nag. Hello. Jacob running from Esau the flesh and run right into another flesh called Laban, a bigger crook. Hello? Laban is going to strip him. Amen. Of every dream, every promise, everything he has. Hallelujah. Robbed him of the girl he wants to marry, robbed him of his wage, and Jacob, in spite of all that, never one time bowed to the God of Laban. Right. Amen. You will never find anywhere in the Bible where Jacob ever served a false God. Right. His problem never allowed him to change God. He never felt like Laban had a better God. He never felt like Esau was with the right God with Ishmael. He stayed with the God of his father. I'm trying to stay the course, honey. You stay. You start out right. You're in a struggle. But you're going to win after the affliction is over. And the Bible said, God got involved. And says, you know what, Jacob, you have been beaten up enough. Do this. God is about to visit somebody in this church. Whether in dreams or in visions or by revelation, but it won't be a mistake. You are in for a supernatural intervention. 
You better have a divine breakthrough, a, di a divine interruption where God going to step in on your course and say, now that is enough. You, you know, when Babylon began to afflict Israel, God said, that's enough. 70 years is too much. Stop it. Stop it. God have a time clock. When God says, that's enough. You've gone too far, Babylon. Bang, 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 bang. Come on, somebody. Hello. Hallelujah. That's so what God said, Jacob, I've seen what Laban does, and I'm going to bring you out. How did he leave that place? With great substance. Somebody should be shouting around and says, mm. God wrote that for you. For your learning. Can somebody hear me? Is there a hero right here? Are you the soldier? Put your name on the list. Say, he's talking to me. He's talking to me. God said, I wrote that for you. For your learning and admonition. Because you are going to have a visitation from God. I told 2013 is a year of divine intervention. Divine presentation. Divine coming. Hallelujah. I was praying this morning at 3 in the morning. I said, God, I will not accept the empty building. I refuse to. I'm commanding that you fill all three rows. And you must do it. God, you've got to do it. He did. Yeah. I was looking with laughter in my soul. I thought, yes, God. Yes, God. You know, God's saying, sick him. Do it again, boy. I like when he command me concerning the work of my hands. I'm trying to tell somebody, you can speak your world into existence. You can speak your enemy off the map. Come on, somebody. You've got the power under your tongue. And so Isaac gave birth to Jacob. And Jacob, you know, guys don't realize this. All the promises that God made to Abraham was not in the bosom of Abraham, of, of Isaac. It was in the heart of Jacob. The 400 years that God talked about was going to come to pass because of who? Jacob. Hello? Hello? You guys haven't got a message yet. Jacob is the one that struggled the most. That had all the struggling greater than Abraham. Greater than Isaac. None was greater than Jacob. Because now he's struggling with Laban. And then Laban got two girls that came in his life. And to think one wife is bad, have four. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. If you think multiplied by four and all four want to be entertained at the same time Lord have mercy this guy is in grave trouble I don't know how Jacob backstand up to all this but they all demand attention and in the night time they don't know which bed to go to where to sleep because they're pulling on him I mean, they're swapping for him. They mean mandrakes and all kind of drakes and all kind of apples and sauces for their husbands. And, and you know, thank God ketchup wasn't around in those days. I mean, next day, they'll fight for Jacob. 
Hey, church, but did you know when those girls were struggling, a blessing was birthing? Twelve tribes were about to come into existence. That was in the divine plan of God. I'm trying to tell you, God may show a divine plan, but may not show your earthly ways of getting to it. And here this guy with these girls who are bickering and nagging and carrying on and they're fighting back and forth not realizing it. Every time they push, they push other problems. Hello? And when they were through, 12 sons and one girl came out. Who come, Ashata? And that was the nation of Israel at birth. Now he's walking down the road. Now he's got a real problem. Now I got a whole posse with him. Four wives, 12 sons, one daughter, and a bunch of cows and sheep and camels. Hello. Got to face his brother. Got to face the struggle. Behind him is Laban coming. And before him is Esau. And he's in a quandary. What am I going to do? I can't go up and I can't go down. I can't go back and I can't go forward. You feel that way? You, you feel you're cornered? You can't move? Honey, welcome to the club of blessing. When you feel you're to wit's end, say, I'm about to be blessed. Come on, somebody. When you feel like you're outnumbered, say, thank God, it's time for a miracle. Hell, where you stop, God's take over. I'm trying to tell somebody, your blessing is in your struggle. It's not as bad as you think. God has a miracle right in the midst of that cocoon. God has a miracle in that situation for Jacob. He just don't know it. It's not 12 problems. It's 12 tribes. And God said, Jacob, I'm going to step in now. So Laban, don't you ever talk one more time to Jacob. There's coming a day when God's going to visit your adversary and give him a warning. This is the last time you've done that. Can someone believe me? There's coming a day when God will tell the devil, that's the last time you hurt my people. To the lake you go. That's where you stay. And that's no holiday vacation either lake. There's a lake of fire. Come on, somebody. You shall see him no more. Come on, somebody. And that's when your substance going to come into existence. Uh, when your adversary is no more. And the Bible says, here's Esau coming with 400 bad boys. Uh, and they're coming towards him. And Jacob, he's worried about the struggle. And God says, okay, Jacob, I'll get involved in this fray. And God descend and attack Jacob. Now, you talk about trouble. Laban attacking from the back. Esau from the front and God from heaven coming down and poor Jacob in the middle of it all with four girls competing for his attention and 12 kids crying at him and all the bad sheep and all that he's in a struggle 
But God was working out what he told Abraham. Jacob doesn't know that he was a stepping stone to the fulfillment of the Abrahamic promises. Oh, hallelujah. He didn't know it. But then God one day touched his adversary, touched his heart, and changed his behavior towards Jacob. And God stopped Laban. I'm trying to tell you, church, one of these days God's going to rise up and change your situation. Can somebody hear me? God going to turn it into a blessing. Amen. No longer a blaster, but a blessing. Because God began to turn your struggle into the blessing he had always for Jacob. Now, God knew what's going on. God told Abraham that. But it didn't give him all the chapters. But now they're working out. I want to you before God saved me and saved you. He knew exactly where you are right now. He knows your number. He knows where you live. He can send out what he wants for you right now. And the angel won't miss you one bit. He knows how far you have come and where you have got to go further. And so Esau couldn't touch him. And the angel gave him a kick, one kick, and knocked his joint out of place. I can tell when saints of God got problems. When they walk through that door, you can see them limping. Do you know when you pray, you pray differently? Oh, yes. Your voice tone changed. You're changed because there's a weight on your back. Hello. And you can tell. But God said, no, they don't need pity. They need prayer and praise. Prayer and praise. You can tell the difference in the, act, in, 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 the, in, the vo in the voice. I was coming. But God said, hey, Jacob, you have power today with God. And man, when Jacob got home, part of his parents were dead. He lost that. Amen. But he found, guess who? Amen. Jacob found Esau. When he got there, he lived long enough to see what was going on. And then the Bible said, Jacob take over the entire leadership of the family. When God turned the table, honey, you won't worry about the problem. Now, you got 12 nations around you, boy. And the Bible says, one more struggle left for Jacob. His sons played a nasty trick on him. When your own family become your problem, that's the worst kind. You have to live with it. You have to live with your problems. And they're, they're your heartbeat. And the Bible said that Jacob, Amen's sons, Amen, played a dirty trick on him. And they hated Joseph. And they sold Joseph. And cast Joseph to go away and create another problem. And he thought, oh my God, what more can I bear? Search the scripture. He felt like God gave up on him. And what he didn't realize was, Jacob, there is no way those 400 years can become real without Joseph going down. Joseph has got to go down. If there is no Joseph, there be no Moses. If there is no Moses, there be no promised land. Hello. If there is no promised land, there be no kingdom of Israel. 
and there'll be no amen coming of Jesus Christ. It's all working together for the one common good. It's all the blessings that are wrapped up in your situation. You are not allowed to take one incidence in your life and say, that's my fate. You must take it all together. Come on, church. Take it all together. From the birth of Abraham all the way to this point, it looked like struggle, a nation of struggle. But church, no, it's a nation of blessing. And they could not see it. It was God's will that Jacob's brothers, I mean sons, sold Joseph. 18 years he regret in his life. I lost mommy and daddy. Wishing it never happened. Until, until Pharaoh called for him. <laughs> That's when his dream came through. If he had not the struggle, he would never have his dream come through. Without the selling of his brothers and the lies of Potiphar's wife, Joseph would be an unknown minus quantity. And the struggle bothered him. But now he's standing before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said, you're going to sit beside me. He didn't get there by, by, by matriculation or calculus. He got there by the problems he went through. He sat there. He was a slave. And now he's a, he's a saint. He's a king's son right now. To sit right here. How did it happen, church? Somebody had to do what they did to him. I'm telling somebody right now. Before your life is over, you're going to be a cause for the kingdom. God has carved out in your life a supernatural event. I was watching some of you today. I could see foreign missionary in your life. I could see some of you getting hooked up with people that are going to take you around the world. I saw it all in this church. In this church, I saw it all. I saw it all. And all the loneliness and the heartaches and the pain. You said, Lord, Job says, it was worth the wait. It was worth the sale. It was worth the pain. He said, oh, you meant evil when you were doing all these things to me. But God was busy working on me, preparing me for the throne. And when he sat on the throne, then he realized, brothers, thank you. I wish you had sold me earlier. Lord, I lost you now. You want to go home? You want to go home? I let you home. But I want to tell you somebody here, there's somebody here, the rest of you can go home and you just stay right listen to me. I'm telling you, my friend, after 18 years of conflict, suffering, loneliness, being lied upon, mistreated, abused, confused, how could any good thing come out of my life? I'm aged. But God said, oh no, I'm about to use you now. Hallelujah. It, the blessing was in the struggle. He took off the, the clothing, amen, of hardship. And God said, that's enough. It said, the Lord did try Joseph. Does it say that? Does it say that, folks? The Lord tried Joseph. How did he try him? 
by what he allowed to has happened to him. I saw people, amen, throw the town. Their husband would have got saved. Their wives would have got saved. Their kids would have got saved. The whole world would have changed, but they were not willing to put up with the struggle. Jesus had to put up with the struggle to save the world. It was necessary that he should die and not all the people. Anybody get that? Amen. Now, Joseph, father, Jacob, had said, I will never see my son again. So you feel like I will never recover from what I'm going through. It's finally, it's over. I can tell. I'm old, I'm aged, and time has left me. It will never happen for me. It's gone. Joseph, hallelujah, father, felt that way. Jacob felt that way. I will never see daddy. And then it says, I'll never see my son. They were both lying. And all the time, God was silent. He knew what he was going to do. I'm going to tell you, friend, you don't know the plan that God has for you. He wants you to have an expected end and not evil. But you just don't understand. Can you wait the time? 18 years is not comparable to what you live beyond that. When the blessing comes, Paul put it this way, the glory to follow outweigh this present suffering that a man goes through. I'm trying to tell you, honey, when, when Jacob said, I'm going to die and they receive my son, I gave up hope. And Joseph felt it was all over. God kicked in a dream and prepared something that was just tailored for your talent. And God brought him right in the right place. And then here's Jacob suffering. Amen. Going to die from starvation. Not knowing his son is the author of the storehouse. Hello, somebody. I'm trying to tell you, friend, God's going to turn things around for somebody in this building. You might as well start building your, your, little, your little place for celebration. The unknown soldier in my house. I'm just going to remind me and my wall, my achievements wall. I finally come through, honey. I came through a lot of stripes. Look at this. But oh, it was worth it all. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jacob saw the camel. What did he saw, folks? The camel. Joseph is alive. Some of you, when you started for God, you had dreams, visions, and life and time has washed them away. As if in the sand of forgetfulness, he thought, I will never be that which I want to be for God. It will never happen. My circumstance, my life, my situation, my trials, they've beat me down so flat. It will never, ever happen. And one of these days, come on, church. So I said, look through the window. I see the camels. I see the wagons. He said, what's going on? What's all that? Where you got that from? Hey, there's money in your sack. Where it came from? You got bread and money in your sack. What happened to you? He said, Joseph is alive. 
Your dream is alive. You're about to step on stage. You're about to be seen. You're about to be known. You're finally going to realize what you thought was dead, resurrected. Come on. Dust it up. Come on, somebody. Hey, I've been through enough struggle. I've been through enough trials. I've been through tribulation. But it's time for me to celebrate. And Jacob forgot that he was old. He forgot he was cold. He said, take me down to Egypt. I'm going down to Egypt. My son is alive. I'm trying to tell somebody what you've been praying for. I'm going to answer it now. You may forgot what you prayed for. But I haven't forgotten the days and the months and the years uh, that you pray the prayer. I'm going to answer it now. Here's your Oh, come on. Oh, come on. And the Bible said when Jacob heard he forgot he was old. He said, take me. I never thought it could happen to me. And I said, Father did. Take me to my son. Take me down there. Hallelujah. Now the struggle is over. Church, that is a part of what God told Abraham. But it's the hidden part of the dream. Somebody here tonight, somebody I've spoken to you, you are confused because you're in the fog. And you can't see clearly. When you're in the fog, you can't make decisions wisely. And the problems, amen, obscure possibilities. When Jacob stands before Pharaoh, he touched his son, Joseph, and says, I never thought the day would come when my dream would become reality. I never thought the day would come when the thing I long for and I hope for would become mine. I watched everybody had theirs. Oh, my brethren for 18 years had the blessing of their mom and dad. I didn't. But oh, I finally got my son back. He said, when it's time before Pharaoh, you're going to ask how old you are and what your occupation. He said, make sure you tell him that you are a shepherd because he won't like that. And that's a respect. He's going to send you to Goshen. But you're going to say it to the best of the land. God says, I'm going to make up for all that you went through. I'm going to bless you so much. I, I can feel right now. I'm going to bless your socks off. I'm going to bless your shirt off. I'm going to bless your dress off. I'm going to bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. You're going to think I've gone crazy. He caught Anybody here tonight? Hokomosotoloma. I'm going to make your substance so great you're going to have so much in the closet you can open a store. I'm trying to tell somebody your cupboards will be full. Your fridge won't be empty. Amen. After all that I've been through, I still got hope. I still got faith. And the Bible said when he stood before Pharaoh with all these kids with him. Hallelujah. Pharaoh said, what's your name? Jacob. Hallelujah. Which means Israel. I am Israel. Which means I got favor with God. Now it's time to have favor with man.
there's a man coming in your life very soon that will show you a favor. When God sends that man in your life, you will be happy with that man. The one you picked don't work, but the one God picked will make you happy. Somebody here, the unknown soldier, you can stick your name on it. Uh, the reason why the country don't put name on those tombs because anybody who feel they're ready to step up to the table and say, I'll be that legacy to my place. Uh, put my name there. Pastor, you're talking to me. Pastor, if nobody else like what you're preaching, I know you're talking to me. I claim that. Uh, I agree with your preacher. It's me, oh God, standing in the need of that blessing. I've been through enough trials and tribulations and pain and let down and heartaches. It's time for my blessing. I need my substance now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence not seen but Jacob now saw it. Amen. Jacob now sees it. So who are you? So my name is Jacob. which means Israel. Huh? So what have you been doing? So well, I'm a man of many years. I've had what he says, many problems. In other words, I've had many conflict, many sorrows. So he says, my years have been full of problems. But Jacob's not telling the truth. Every conflict he had always end in the blessing. Search your Bible. Would you stand? Every every conflict. He had, and with a blessing. I was at my mama's funeral. I saw some people that used to be blessed, and today they're sad sight. My heart broke. I know how far they went. They got weary. They got tired of waiting. They got tired of fighting. They got disillusioned. They let others hurt their feelings so bad that they quit on their God. They forgot their dreams and their promises. They forgot how to fight. They throw the shield of faith away. They throw off the helmet of salvation. They kick off the shoes of the gospel. And they quit talking about truth. And the breastplate of righteousness, they got rid of it. And they quit. They were nice people. But they couldn't put up with the struggle. They got tired. They got weary. Worn down. And they never wait for the substance of things hoped for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But not Jacob. Jacob said, now I've seen. So now let my eyes go, Lord. I've seen for myself. The man called Simeon in the Bible, he said, now my eyes have seen the Lord Christ. Somebody here right now when I'm speaking, the Holy Ghost is going to come stand beside you right now and touch you on the head. You're going to feel a touch of glow coming down you. If you don't feel it, that's how numb you are. But I want to tell you, when God touches you, you can't deny it. God say, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Jacob went to Goshen, not even knowing what God said to Abraham, 
But you see, the struggle you're having is the part that Abraham says, your seed would be afflicted. Another Pharaoh came that did not know Joseph. And Joseph says, God's going to visit you. Like Pastor, you're saying, God's going to visit you. I'm like Joseph, God's going to visit you and touch you. And say, so you're going to outlive me. Yeah, you will. But remember, my bones are going to go with you. Hallelujah. He said, look, God's going to visit you one of these days. He said, when it all happened, don't leave my bones here. Don't leave my bones here. They went to Goshen, and they had blessings, and they were blessed. And then the afflictor came up again and began to afflict them, afflict them, afflict them, afflict them. And you might say, oh, Pharaoh was wicked. But let me tell you, the best thing that ever happened to Israel was the birth of Pharaoh. Pharaoh made them want to leave the lesser things for the heavenly things. It takes problems to make you want to leave this world. It takes sickness to make you want to leave this world. I knew my mom was going to die. I told her she was going to die. I said, Mom, you're going to go. That's it, Mom. You're finished. You know, that's it. And I, I know. And then my mom didn't want to go. And then God began to tighten the screw and make it, make it get to a place in life where she wants to go. When the pain that she never felt before began to hit her, God said, Honey, on the other side, mm -hmm. there is no pain. Mm -hmm. Why are you going through this? Mm -hmm. Why are you putting up with this? Let go. Let go. Come and go with me. Come on. It's better on the other side. God have a way of making sin become distasteful. That you may want him. He come by Shatalama. Joseph was there. Joseph died. I mean, Joseph died and Jacob died. And they all buried them. Now Israel is left. And they all want to stay in Egypt. And God said, oh no. I got better plans for you than what you're... And so Pharaoh, afflict them. God did it. God is in charge of your affliction. Affliction is not sickness. He said, if any afflicted, let him pray. Don't call for the elder. He can't help you. He can't help you. Affliction means God said, go pray. I want to talk to you. Come on, somebody. Is this too long? I know I'm too long about the church because this could be your week. This could be your, your week of Come on, somebody. Could it be that little thorn in your flesh is to keep you safe? Paul, would you bow your heads right now? Maybe there's a hammer in this house. The best thing ever happened to you is Peniah. No Peniah, no Samuel. I said, no, Peniah, no, Samuel. If you're wrestling with Peniah at home right now, will you step out of this altar and don't get tired of struggling at the altar? Jacob struggled at the altar, and the Bible said God blessed him. God kicked him and crippled him for a while, but for a good purpose. Peniah was the best thing ever happened to Anna. She was content to be barren until Peniah rose up. And made her pray like she's never prayed before. And give birth to Samuel. Jacob, thank you for those bad boys. 
those bad boys make you go to Egypt and look up to Joseph and look what happened now you're going to leave Egypt because God raised up a, a old wicked Pharaoh that wicked Pharaoh meant evil but God was in it to bring you out into a better place your blessing Israel is in the struggle in the land of Egypt God is trying to reach somebody right now. Somebody in this church, you're struggling. You feel afflicted tonight? That's God's method of talking to you. Somebody here, your blessing is in your struggle. I know for a fact that you can make it. Jesus put in your will to make the new Jerusalem. I know I can make it. Jesus put in his will to make the new Jerusalem. Each step, it might be a painful step, but it's worth a step. Devil. Wars against me to end my climb. I can see that of the city, just a matter. Oh, I know I can make it, that I can make it. Jesus put it. I know you're struggling. I know this temptation. I know this trial. And I know there's a thorn in your flesh. But maybe it has a divine purpose. Wars against me to endure my climb. See the light of the city. It's just a matter of time. I know I can make it. Jesus put it. It is will to make the new Jerusalem. He stepped in the thrill. Though the devil he wars against me. Try to and, uh, my title is this. The blessing is in the struggle. I know that I can make it. Jesus put it in his will to make the new Jerusalem. He stamped a thrill. Though the devil wars against us to enter my climb. See the light of a city it's just a matter of time I'm going to tell you something folks before I came to make Murray I went through some tough times in my life I had struggles I had trials I had letdowns I had questions I had problems 
not about loving God, but they came to push me over the cliff. And God said to me, put up with it. Go through it. I'm with it. Come through because I got a blessing in store for you. He said, when it's all over, I'm going to take you out of here and move you far away and bless you. God told me, he's going to move me far and bless me. That's what God told me, and he did. I didn't know far meant McMurray. He sent me way up north, up here. I've never been for my life, but God said, go north. He said, stay there. Hallelujah. I never have to go through the things I went through in the past, being here. Because God said, now it's time for substance of things hoped for. I know I can make it. To make the new Jerusalem. He's stepping.